Hello, everybody. This is Isaiah. This is Dan. That's it. And no, yeah. <laughs> I like the pause. Yeah. Um, it's just the two of us. Unfortunately, uh, Ed had work and nobody else could come. So here we are. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah, can we just Can we just do random pauses like that to, for the yeah. third person? <laughs> Time in and we'll just edit it in later. <laughs> Whoa. That's weird. <laughs> just, really? Yeah. It's just us filling in that third room. <laughs> like, you say something about an actual event, and then you respond with, like, what? Just, yeah, I'll just, I'll just do accent. Yeah. <laughs> I right, can't so, do an accent. Special guest Zangief. What? That's crazy. Anyway. Crush, crush man's head between thighs like a sparrow's egg. I have no fat content on my body. <laughs> All muscle miss. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was just looking at this story about about Overwatch. Uh-huh. Uh, talking about how they're considering adding a, a slowdown to the to the options you can do in custom game. Uh-huh. And he was talking about uh, how uh, Lucio's original uh, ultimate was uh, he would just... Uh, slow everyone down but him. <laughs> so everybody's just in slow-mo. And for those who don't know, what is his ult now? Oh, he basically just, uh, he drops the beat, which um, makes everybody have basically like a shield for a limited amount of time. Oh, okay. It adds on top of their health. Mm-hmm. So it kind of can save people if they're about to die. And like, uh, it can save them from like ults and other things. Now, does it need to be in a certain radius or yeah. just as long as you're on his just team? Just a certain radius. Oh, okay. But apparently this ult would work on everybody. <laughs> Just kind of messed up, but yeah, everyone but him. I don't know how useful it would be, so maybe that's why they didn't go with it. Because like, 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 how much can he actually do when everybody's slowed down? He's well, he do a lot, a lot also, of damage. Also, it's a matter of of how much time would he? Oh, be. How, how long does it last? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I mean, like, I can I can imagine it would be pretty nice to like switch to heal mode, mm. shoot your own teammate after he's like <laughs> as he's being like completely obliterated. I told by you that's Anna, not Lucio. Lucio just just constantly heals. You don't have to shoot anybody. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, people think that about Lucio. That's, that's why I wrote that up. Like, if uh, people don't know better, like, there's people that have been like, I've been playing Lucio for so long, and I've been shooting my teammates this whole time. <laughs> no, so it's, it's like all I gotta do is hit left. You just gotta, or no, you just gotta right? stand near them. Oh, okay. And by near them, I mean thirty feet away. <laughs> like you can be really far. You just have to have line of sight. Oh, okay. Um, but, but and then just hit right on your thing because like left makes them go faster, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a it's a button that you just toggle. So okay. yeah, but yeah, one way or the other. Yeah, one is fast. Uh, one is faster for everybody in, in range, and one is uh, more heals. Okay. So I had to shoot him. No, okay. <laughs> but that's that's Anna. Anna has to shoot him. Oh, okay. She's uh she's considered more of the like the highest skill cap healer. Yeah. Everybody else has like kind of like a easy heal. You don't have to aim. Mm. Hers is you, you have to aim. <laughs> When Anna shoots people, it's like, thanks, Anna. You saved my life, Anna. When I shoot people, it's, dang it, you killed our main Widowmaker. Uh, it's true. Um, did you hear? Okay, did you hear about this Wheel of Fortune thing that happened? Huh. Okay. Um, also, also my, my notes are kind of jumbled together. I thought it said Wheel of Fortune Death Note. It's like, wait, what? No, never mind. It's a, it's a different story. Uh, okay. This guy had had the the puzzle basically finished. Uh-huh. He uh, it was a streetcar. Oh, N A blank E D desire. He said naked desire. <laughs> a streetcar naked desire. 
And he got it <laughs> because of, obviously. That's, that's, that's kind of kinky. Yeah. And um, I like the host because afterwards he goes, you know, <laughs> you were wrong, but I would have liked to have seen your movie more. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of the time. Um, this guy, his puzzle was a group of well-wishers. And he's like a group of pill pushers, <laughs> and 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 Pat Sajak just looks at him and goes, "This is wheel. Why would we have that as an answer? Like, what, show, what kind of show do you think we are?" Um. Uh, but the reason I have a Death Note thing here was just, I mean, obviously it was about the Netflix uh, Death Note thing. Yeah. Uh, I like somebody pointed out. I kind of agree with it. They're like, "This that was the most that was the most Netflixy trailer. <laughs> like, it's like every other Netflix show. It's like every every Marvel uh, show series, almost." Yeah. yeah. And then and then somebody pointed out like, like it took every, it took people a, uh, like a good solid few minutes to realize that there's actually Rook in the in the trailer. Oh, he's actually um, like you see a silhouette of him for like a flash for like a quick second, mm. and it's like it was like, ah, oh, crap, that is him, like. <laughs> Like and nobody realized it for like a good while. They're just like, oh man, I can't wait to see what Rook and all the other guys look like. He's like, Rook's in the trailer. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, right here. And they show the image. It's like, well, son of a bitch. <laughs> um, there was another screenshot that also came out that showed um that showed L, which is cool. Mm-hmm. You don't really see him, but I, he's the guy in the hoodie. You, you can see him in the trailer too, but like nobody knew who it was. Uh huh. And he's doing the pose where he's like sitting on the he's like sitting on the chair instead of sitting out normally. He's got. You know, his feet are on the chair. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's wearing shoes, which doesn't seem right, but other than that. Um, Next thing you know, he's not going to eat. NRA. Uh, but the reason I wrote this down mm-hmm. is because I just found out that Death Note is, has William Dafoe in it. I'm guessing he's playing uh, Akira's dad. That's my guess. Uh-huh. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I just love that he's in this. Just You and I can rule this city, Kira. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. Spider-Man it up. Uh, I, don't, I just like when he plays villains. It's fun. Especially if he can kind of go all out with it. Which, I mean, he's not playing a villain here. But he, his his dad is kind of... Uh, the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the voice of Rook. Oh, is he? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Then that works. And then somebody's like, why, why stop at voice acting? You don't even need to put makeup on. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like wow. Ouch. You gotta do that thing where you have like the, the bad CGI face, like uh, oh god, like what was that movie with uh, uh, Tom Hanks mm-hmm. on the train? Was it Tom Hanks on the train? Uh, Christmas movie? Oh, the the Polar Express. Yeah, yeah, the, the very creepy, that, uncanny. That, yeah, valley. yeah, you need that creepy, uncanny valley face. Uh, William Dafoe face on on on, on Ryuk. Yeah, I love. I was reading something. Somebody pointed out that like like. That the whole thing that pisses them off about this new movie is the fact that, like, you know, like they kind of whitewashed it, mm-hmm. and it's like, and it's like, why? Why? What's the point? Like, um, pretty much all white boys in America are already kind of like light. <laughs> they kind of have the <laughs> self entitled sense of justice about them, kind of feel. Yeah, there was somebody. There was a comment that I read that made sense to me. They said it. It's because it's not. Like they said, it doesn't feel like whitewashing because it's taking place in America, and it's very much its own. Uh, it's it's like adapted for America. Yeah. And they're like, and they and it makes sense that you made um, you made the white the the white kid be like the you know like you said the entitled one. Yeah. Um, and then you made the uh, I think he mentioned that like several people that are trying to stop him seem like they're 
they're like minorities. Uh-huh. So it kind of makes sense. In the, it has the same kind of power di- um, dynamic of of uh, of the original. Yeah. Except that the, the original, it was like because he was rich and stuff and spoiled, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to find the, the tweet that said it. But like, yeah. Um, Death Note loses so much as a white story because white boys already develop god complexes and go on killing sprees without a magic notebook. <laughs> it's like... Ouch. It's like, damn. I mean, it's tr- kind of true, but damn. <laughs> That's how you really feel. <laughs> uh, God. I, I, uh, I can't find a transition for this now. But uh, did you hear about uh, John Tron? What happened there? Oh, God, what? <laughs> he didn't do anything, isn't oh. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> it's okay. Um, oh, no, God, but what? he got removed. He's he's going to be removed from uh, uh, ukulele. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He had a guest voice. And so he put down like a, you can go now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, it kind of made, the, the reasons kind of made sense. I mean, they were like, you know, first of all, we don't agree with his opinions. Mm. And it, I said, maybe more importantly, we don't want people um, to have to be bothered by this for for forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every time that they walk by the character, that the character talks and you got to be like, all right, John Tron. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't want to be... I kind of want to go now. <laughs> he gives you like one of the most important items in the game. It's like, no, no, thank you. I don't need that anymore. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, um. So the new Power Rangers came out. Uh, you haven't seen it yet, right? No, nah, I want to though. Like it, it, it looks so nuts. Mm. And then I heard it's it, like they want to do like a six. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. A six. They have a six movie story arc. Jesus Christ! I'm like. I'm like, okay, maybe a trilogy. <laughs> don't go into six. Like, I mean, um, okay, let's let's put this out because I don't have a lot of news today. So, <laughs> here's here's my idea. Uh, so so the first one is obviously I mean, we we know what it is. Yeah. Uh, second one has to be Green Ranger because they hint at it. Yeah. Um. So I'm told. <laughs> so I'm guessing you save Zed for the third one, right? Uh-huh. That that'd be my assumption. Uh, fourth would be no no. Would the White Ranger come first, or would it or would it be Zed and the White Ranger? No, uh, no, Zed would Zed would come first, then White. Okay, so so second movie is Green Ranger, third movie is Zed, fourth movie is White Ranger. Uh, fifth movie is the Machine Kingdom. Fifth movie, you bring in uh Ivan Ooze. <laughs> just bring him back. <laughs> no, no real reason, just. Just because he's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now the only the only reason why why the only reason the reason why I know that White Ranger comes after Zed mm-hmm. is because the White Tiger Zord connects with the four other Thunder Zords aside from the Red Dragon. Mm-hmm. So that's how I know that. Do you think they would do like a movie where they have to get the new powers or like one of the new powers? Well, that's how I feel it would be with Zed. Is that because like you can't just have the same Zords over and over again? That's true. You gotta have you gotta you gotta spice it up a little bit. So you gotta have um, the Thunder Zords in the Zed movie, maybe the Ninja Zords after the White Ranger movie, and then whatever you want for six. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe start the Machine Kingdom. So long as Ninjor comes in in the fifth movie, I want my Ninjor. Ninjor was my favorite goddamn character in the in the original series. And then if you actually look at at how he was in the Japanese series, he's freaking great. <laughs> like, he seems great in general. Because, <laughs> like, I love this one where he's, like, all, uh... <laughs> where, like, um... 
he's like, all children hate me. And he just like runs away. Like, I've, seen, like, oh, yeah. I've seen like really weird Tumblr posts with like Ninja or in the Japanese series and stuff that happens well, to him. He's always trying to like be human or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I love Ninja. And then his voice, like they almost made him like a P.B. Herman kind of, I am Ninja. Like, like, no, like Marvin the Martian in old Looney Tunes cartoons. Like, isn't that lovely? Like, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? Um, got a couple of haters. Anyway, um, actually, he's Ray Romano now. <laughs> you De- Deborah, maybe if you weren't such a bitch, my parents wouldn't be over here all the time. That's another three second violation, Frankenstein. <laughs> Wait, what? Now, now I'm lost. <laughs> it was uh, it was a movie of Frankenstein plays basketball. Uh, start with Ray Romano on The Simpsons. Oh, okay. He's I thought like, this was a real movie for a second. I was going to run out and get it right now. He's like, that's another three-second violation, Frankenstein. He's like, no blame, Frankenstein. Me made from parts of Denver Nuggets. <laughs> uh, poor Denver Nuggets. <laughs> it's uh, something about, uh, what's his face? Um... Matt Groening being against Denver. Maybe it's because he's from Portland. I don't know. But don't like, know. like the Denver Broncos, how much the Simpsons hate them and, and the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they, they like to pick on random things. <laughs> like their, their hatred of Arby's. Yeah. Um, you see that, that, big, that big news article that was something like um, um, Arby's releases a, a teaser for a new sandwich without a nerd... Uh, papercraft. Yeah, ner- without nerdy papercraft. That's... <laughs> Uh, I love, well, yeah, well, but then even then they do still kind of do nerdy stuff. Even even though I think that was an Onion article, but like I'm thinking about yeah. that new commercial for the Philly cheesesteak, and you just hear the announcer in West Philadelphia, <laughs> born and raised on the playground. He does the freaking up until the hanging out, Max and relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball out setup. Arby's, we have the meats. <laughs> I love how it cuts it off right there. Yeah. Oh God. Well, yeah, I told you that that the. The commentator uh, for for Arby's match, the 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 Union player in Street Fighter Five, actually referenced uh, Arby's. Nice, because you ke- you kept saying they used to be sponsored by Arby's, so he'd be RB Arby's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, at one point he's basically doing much of uh, a meaties, which is basically when you have a move uh, already almost finished when it hits, uh-huh. so that way you can get like a like a better combo because you're. Long story. <laughs> Basically, you're doing moves so that they hit like as soon as the person wakes up, so that uh, the stuff overlaps, so you get combos you normally couldn't. Like you're you're already starting it, even though the guy's on the floor. Yeah, and then it hits like it hits like as soon as it's ending. Yeah. So then you you can immediately go into another move. Um, he was doing like a bunch of those in a row, and he's just like another meaty, another meaty. RB, we got the meaties. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Uh, um, what else? <laughs> um, oh, but uh, fuck this thing else I wanted to say about that. Uh, uh whatever. Uh, Netflix is going to produce four more Adam Sandler movies. God damn it. I guess they must have done well for them. Uh, yeah, it was like that, that one ridiculous six, the one where all yeah. the Native Americans walked off set because, like, this is too racist. Um, Everybody watched it because everyone's like, oh, how racist is this? Even though afterwards everyone's like, this was a goddamn terrible movie. It still had yeah. like hundreds of thousands of views. They don't care if it has low rating as long as it got a lot of views. Yeah, exactly. And like that, and that's the, that's the problem is that we get this, we get these news reports where it's like, this thing is known to be that. And you're like, oh, 
Well, now I have to see it. It's like, it's like I think that's why so many people die in the ring because it's like, <laughs> oh, I gotta see this movie that kills everybody in seven days. It's like, I gotta know. Yeah, exactly. What's in it? What what is in it that makes you kill people? That kills you. Uh, <laughs> I, I just wonder, like, like, can you stop watching it halfway through? Is there like a certain point where you can... and then you get half of the amount of time? Like, if I watch the full video, it's seven days. If I cut it off halfway through. Three and a half days. You're like, God damn it. It's like the opposite way. You should get two weeks. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Why do you get less time? (laughs) Or maybe maybe it only kills you halfway. Like like the girl pops out of the TV, beats the living crap out of you to where you need to be in the hospital, but you're not dead. You're in an induced coma, she but just, you're not dead. She just kind of stares you down, does like a, like, you know, like, I I see you. I, I see what you're doing. She does the I see you, but then like when she does, when she puts her eye, her finger eyes back towards you, it like, <laughs> it just flips you off. Like, you're like, oh. Uh. I'm smarter than some dead Japanese girl. <laughs> that reminds me of that one picture I saw where somebody, <laughs> it was like a troll. It was like one of those those troll meme things. Uh-huh. And it was basically somebody that watched The Ring. And uh-huh. he just put his TV against the window. <laughs> so when she goes out of <laughs> oh, yeah. the TV, she just, ah! <laughs> Yeah, man, she's she's terrifying in like the actual Japanese stuff. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's not just the... The TVs, it's, it's it's any any reflective surface. Oh. So there's like a person who was like hiding in their car, and she just comes through like the glass window and just gets them. I still want to see that movie of uh, The Ring versus The Grudge. Yeah. I want to see it because it seems like a really cool idea, and I don't want to see it because it's it's a true Japanese horror film. So I know it's gonna like scare the living bejesus out of me. Uh, I heard it's not that great, but I still want to see it too. Oh, okay. It's just weird how the grudge people kill you. Like it's like I'm sleeping in bed now. There's a weird Japanese boy in my bed now. I'm not. And he's like, Rah! and then suddenly you disappear <laughs> under the covers. It's like, what? Well, they they come directly after you sometimes too. I mean, oh god, I think I saw the Grudge three or something, uh. like the, the actual Japanese one. And uh, it turns out I think I think anyone or any woman killed by it also becomes one or something. Yeah, and. At one point, this guy is running from... He, like, the whole movie, you think it's just one. He's running from it. And then he looks outside the school, and the entire school is surrounded by them. And he's like, well, I'm fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love... Um, there's a... Uh, like, uh, was it the... the like, I remember my dad. Um, he had seen the original Ring. Mm-hmm. And then he decided to watch Ringu, because it was on, like, Encore. Like, it was on one of the movie channels we have. And he just, like... He watched about twenty minutes of. It. He's like, nope. <laughs> and my dad's pretty open minded. What like, stopped him? I don't. I'm not sure. He just watched the first twenty minutes of that film, and he was just like, nope. And he changed it. And my dad is a pretty open mind. Like he actually sat and watched and watched all of Battle Royale. He's like, it's a pretty cool, kick ass movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, Battle Royale. And like, but then like he's like oh, watching the original Ring, and he's like, nope. Like, this is this is a little too creepy for me. Like, like what the hell is going on here? That's fair. <laughs> uh, is, it, is it that different? It's it it yeah the the well like let's put it this way the 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 ring in America I think it's PG thirteen hmm. like it's not R 
And I'm pretty sure Ringu is a, is a solid R. <laughs> um, uh, Llamas with Hats is having a thing right now. You can actually go on their... Uh, they have a new video and they have a... Um, God, I, I forget what site it was. But they, they're they having a, a card game uh-huh. called uh, Llamas with Hats, Hungry for Hands. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the point of the game is that I have your hands eaten by a llama. So, uh, but would it be on Film Cal maybe? It is a, the video is the, uh, oh, Etsy, it's on Etsy. Oh, okay. Is, is where you can actually buy the card game. Oh, okay. Uh, it sounds pretty great, and you get it. Yes. Okay, so. Yes, you in the back. I yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, please, please, we only have two people, join in. I just, I just looked up uh, The Ring, uh-huh. and the original Japanese one is actually PG-13. Oh, is it too? 1998. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Liar! <laughs> <laughs> well, because I don't think there's, like, blood and gore in it. Mm. It's just. Really She's twisted, creepy. twisted and wet when, face. <laughs> when her niece is found dead along th- with three friends after viewing a supposedly cursed, cursed videotape, reporter Reiko Asakawa, Reiko Asakawa, sets out to investigate along with her ex-husband uh, Ryuji. Uh, Reiko finds a tape, watches it, and promptly receives a phone call informing her that she'll die in a week. That's about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's pretty much the same story ish. Yeah. So the Ring two thousand and two. That was the American one? Yeah. Like, like my dad saw that one, wasn't really creeped out by it. And then, um, but saw, then, like, saw he, Ringu. Saw, he saw Ringu, and it was like, nope. <laughs> I just think, I just think that the Japanese are so much better at horror, though. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Have so you I, seen the movie, uh, The Eye, I think it's called? I believe so. And then that was another one that America kind of bastardized. The, yeah, the yeah. The American one is PG-13, too. Yeah. 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 Two yeah. hours, 25 minutes? That movie fucking sucked. <laughs> it did. I was bored. I was like, Some, somebody in 2002, point- I was like, shit, I was like five. But I remember watching it like years later, but I was bored the entire time. It didn't even scare me. God, I feel old. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> uh, I turned 20 this year. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Like I'm like, I was 12. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I was... I was Five, I believe. Yeah, the um, the original uh, like like somebody pointed it out to me too because you you never see the ring in the first ring, mm-hmm. like you never see that part of it, uh, but you do. Hmm. It's one of those things where it's like you never see it on the videotape, and that's the apparently the part that's supposed to be the haunted part of the video, and uh, you see it in the horse's eye when it goes crazy. You actually see the ring in there, so. Now okay. you've seen it. <laughs> so, I mean, like the ring is just supposed to be the well, right? It's yeah, like the circle of the well. Right. Yeah, but it's supposed that like that's supposed to be what is mm-hmm. that's supposed to be the thing that sets it off, kind of thing. Why are they and, making a new one? I don't know. Like rings, well, it's already made. It's still yeah. popular in like, and it came out like. Well, yeah, it probably won't do well in the American market, but it'll probably do well in the international market. Yeah, and also, also, it probably was done a little bit on the cheap. So then you uh, twenty-five million. That's not, yeah, that's not too bad. And then yeah. it's like, yeah, it's not bad at all. There's the ring, the ring two, and then rings. Yeah. It's, uh, is, is, okay, is rings the, uh, is that an American one or the Japanese? It's an American. Okay, yeah. because I know the Japanese one made one um, where it was a miniseries. Uh-huh. And the idea of it was basically that the videotape was shared on YouTube. Yeah. And it's like tons of people were, were seeing the videotape now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of what happens in Rings. Yeah. Um, the guy has it on his computer, and then like his computer gets hacked. There was a 17-minute short short film 
about uh, the events that lead up to the ring two. Huh. Huh. So it was it was a seventeen minute short, and they they listed as part of the ring film series. Hmm. It just it's just the the events that lead up to the the second the second movie. one. Yeah. So it's two thousand. I appreciate the efforts. Yeah. I appreciate the effort. Because <laughs> <laughs> like there's a part in Rings where like all these people are on a plane, like a jet blue kind of plane. Mm. And you know how they have like the TVs in the back of everybody's seat? So the video pops up on everybody's oh, monitor. Jeez. God, what a good way to trap somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes from the ring to uh Final, Final Destination. Destination. Yeah. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite um oh, shit. flips and movies mm-hmm. is Final Destination Five. Because the fourth movie is called The Final Destination. So it's like, you know, it's supposed to end. That's it. That's that's over. Yeah. But then you, they released five, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? You ended it. You had The Final Destination. And then you find out that five is a prequel to one, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? Because <laughs> the guys at the end of, of five that survive are going on a plane to Paris, and then all of a sudden... And it's cool, too, because they actually CGI in Devin Sawa and all of them getting kicked off the plane from, like, another angle, which is kind of cool, because you're seeing it from the point of view of the last guy oh. in. Yeah. And uh, and, then, and then they get taken off the plane, and he's just like, whatever. Like, I'm going to die. Like, I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> and uh, and it's funny, too, because I love at the end of that, because um, they find out that if you, if you kill somebody, then you get the remainder of that person's life oh that makes sense because like like that probably doesn't care specifically about you just that that somebody has to go and you were supposed to go so but then if that but then like the this one guy does it he kills somebody and then finds out that um that person had like terminal cancer yeah of course (laughs) so when the plane when the plane explodes he's like in an area where that's like near the explosion so like you just see the tire of the plane Take him out. <laughs> so he lives for a few more seconds. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that movie has such a great concept. It, it it is, and then but then like some of them are like ew, like some deaths when it's a quick one. I'm like that was kind of cool and and weird. And then there was the and then or did you ever hear about the really weird Final Destination two Finding Nemo connection? No. Okay. <laughs> is it the dentist office? Because it always seems like it's a dentist office. Yeah. Because here's the thing, in in Final Destination 2, um, there's a kid who's getting like his teeth pulled or he's getting like a root canal or something. So he's got the nitrous oxide thing on his nose, and um, and while he's while he's under that, uh, this guy's got a mobile of sea creatures like above his head, and uh, one of them of a pufferfish breaks off and falls in his mouth, and then it. And then death basically cuts the cord for the oxygen part of the nitrous oxide. So he's only getting pure nitrogen through his nose, which would cause you to suffocate. And he can't breathe through his mouth because he's got the puffer fish in. And then a pelican flies in through the window and um, and starts causing all this shit. And like everybody's like fighting the bird trying to get it the hell out so of they the, don't, they don't see what's happening. Out of the thing while the kid... <laughs> Which happens exactly in Finding Nemo as the girl's like, you know, like in her thing and they're trying to get rid of Nemo and that bird flies in yeah. like everyone's chasing that while everyone else is trying to get Nemo out of there. And it's like, the hell? And here's the weird thing. They came out the same year. So it's just a weird coincidence? It's a very weird coincidence. God. That stuff always weirds me out. Like, like weird stream of consciousness thing where people I come up with the same ideas yeah. at the same time. And then the, the kid survives because they get the bird out in time and... 
And then he goes outside, sees a bunch of birds, and he scares them away because he, he's pissed off at them. And, and then that kills him somewhere. Yep, because uh, above him, they were replacing a giant window for a skyscraper, and then that snapped and crushed him. <laughs> okay. Because, <laughs> like, what was it? Like, like Ants as well. That movie Ants, Ants. came out around the same... Ants. Ant-Man. Hell yeah. That came out at the same time as A Bug's Life. And everyone was like, you Much copy. better than A Bug's Life. Yeah, a- Ants came out first. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, oh, A Bug's Life is just a ripoff of Ants. It's like, oh, you do realize they, they only came out like four or five months apart. And it takes four years to make a CGI when did, movie. When did the Ant Bully come out? Oh, that came out much later. Because that was the worst one, right? Yeah. Holy <laughs> Amati, dude. Like, I love that one, of, uh, that one weird uh, trilogy where it's like... Uh, uh, Rise of the Guardians, the the thing of Gahul, and like uh, Legend of the Guardians, and it's the and it's that one with like bu- the the Easter Bunny and Jack Frost. Oh, and yeah. the, I forget what the first movie was about it, like Legend of something, or like I thought the third one would just be Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I think it was. Yeah, the third one was Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like this is the weirdest trilogy I've ever seen. <laughs> From owls to to uh, holiday heroes to. Star Lord. <laughs> Speaking of uh, that that uh, weird holiday heroes thing, they're shopping around. That uh, I guess somebody actually wrote a script for that that concept that uh, people have had for a while now of um, a team, basically an Avengers team made out of the Disney princesses, essentially. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, that's gonna be a real thing. I feel like that would be a proper sequel to the movie Hoodwinked. Yeah, I can see that. Where it's like you know, like it's a it's a it's a it's a fairy tale. It's a story like that, and then it's like, but then it's like you think you know. But is it going to be like CGI or live action? I want it to be CGI. If this thing, if this movie comes out, I want because it sounds like they're they're really pushing for more of an action bent on it. So because yeah, I want it to be like you know like uh, uh, like Cinderella's like covert ops and like it's like she'll get in and out of anywhere before midnight <laughs> like. I still like my idea for a uh, snap, crackle, and pop as as like a a three man infiltration team. <laughs> snap just breaks your neck. Yeah, snap uh, snaps the guy that goes in and he breaks necks. Um, crackle is the guy on the comms. Yeah, and he's also like probably the hacker. He's like you know the guy's like I'm in. And pop is demolitions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're perfect three man team, like the new A team. And and like oh, okay, I was gonna think like Charlie's Angels and the end there Charlie is Tony the Tiger. <laughs> Played by Tony Danza. Hello, 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 Krispies. Hi, Tony. And then, like, he gets in their message. He's like, well, just remember, be great out there. God damn it. It works so well. Uh, <laughs> he just wears, like, a striped shirt. <laughs> That's how you know that he's supposed to be a tiger. Played by Ving Rames. I kind of want, want it to be Ving Rames. Like, just, like, like I like, like, you know, that the, the big guy who played Marcellus Wallace in Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, motherfucker! Like, <laughs> to be fair, I just said Tony Danza because it has, it has the name the word Tony in his name. Also, your 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 D and D campaign last night. Oh yeah, we got we got to save Tony Danza. Although it's not really Tony Danza, it was actually, um, oh god, what's his name? Oh yeah, John Travolta. It's actually John Travolta because apparently the name of Tony Danza is passed down through the generation. Uh, it's passed down like the the Dread Pirate Roberts. Ah, uh, you're all nuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I love you for it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, oh, uh, public service announcement. If you have uh, Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, but the, the, latest, uh, the latest event introduced uh, Shiny Magikarps. Oh. 
Uh, but <laughs> apparently, even if you get a shiny Magikarp, it could turn out to be a Ditto. <laughs> and then I shiny Ditto. Uh-huh. So, so don't, don't get your hopes up if you actually catch one, because you don't find out till after you catch it that it's a Ditto. So Yeah. It's, yeah, happen- I, it's happening I, everywhere, and everybody's like flipping out. <laughs> I found, I, I found, yeah, I found that out when I caught my first ditto because I caught a, I caught a pidgey, mm-hmm. and like, because I'm trying to get a pidgeot, and uh, and yeah, it, it does that. It, it 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 after you catch it, it'll go, and all of a sudden it shows a ditto. Now you're like, oh, the hell? <laughs> yeah, no many people are excited for it because it's all, it's all these these not that great Pokemon that turn into them. Like, yeah. like like Rattata and like you said, Pidgey. Um. Oh yeah, Samurai Jack. I I caught up on that. Uh-huh. Oh my god, the last episode. <laughs> I I don't want to spoil anything because I I don't even know what there is to spoil. But it's just so good. <laughs> tell me after. Huh? <laughs> tell oh yeah, I'll tell you after. Um. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Hell yeah. Don't think I won't tell you. It's just like the craziest fight scene the series has had. Um, maybe the entire series has had. <laughs> it's 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 pretty crazy. It does not hold back at all. I mean, it's 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 rated M or whatever for a reason. Yeah. Um, and then what is it that we caught up on Legion as well? Oh God, we stayed up to like what, four a.m. or something. Yeah. It was like four thirty in the morning because we'd only seen the first two episodes, and then we 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 set we stayed up and watched all of Legion, and it was like freaking nuts. It was it was so freaking great. The what is that that character name? Like the the angry little boy, the angriest little boy in the world. The the world's angriest little boy in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's, it was world twice. <laughs> and I like that it that it finally introduces the fact that he is uh to Xavier. Yeah. Like they, they should have have like the X chair. It's like, it's like come on. Yeah, and then <laughs> my favorite part is when the uh, his uh, uh, what was it when he he talks to his rational mind. His rational mind's British. He's like, what? Why are you? <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if that's supposed to be because um, because he's dead. Yeah. You know what I love watching? Like some part of him knows he's supposed to have a British accent, but he just wasn't raised with it. Have you ever seen a previously on X-Men? The- oh, yeah. <laughs> and it just shows like quick clip, a quick clip. Well, I saw one where, where it was just like nonstop clips of just Charles Xavier. All the times Charles Xavier screams. <laughs> yeah, he always did the same way. Ah! <laughs> Like it's the weirdest thing to to laugh at that because it's like it's just a man in like horrible horrible pain, but at the same time it's like, why do you scream like that? <laughs> covered in scorpions. Covered in scorpions. Uh, no. Oh no. I'm covered in scorpions. <laughs> no. Gene. <laughs> Wait, Gene's part of this? I don't know. That was another one I saw. Where just all the time he's a, all the times that at Log that uh, Wolverine and Cyclops say Gene. Yeah. And all the times. Uh, all the times, um, what's her face? Uh, Jean goes into like orgasm pain. <laughs> Cause like she'll use Cerebro and then like all of a sudden something will like blast back and she'll be like, ah, like, like she'll like let out like the, the like sexiest moan ever despite the Maybe fact she's that she's into it. Yeah. It's like Charles Xavier, ah, and then like, uh, and then Jean's just like, ah, like, it's like, Stop, stop doing that into the mic. Yeah, that's I, I I don't want to do it, but I have to for the sake of the show. I need to give people examples because they can't see what I'm doing. Wait, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't see you doing anything. Is you? What does that remind me of? There's a there's a superheroes uh, text from superheroes, yeah. and it's um, 
It's it's uh, Wolverine talking to Charles Xavier. He's like, why is my bed replaced with a cot? He's like, oh, because it saves us money. Do you have any idea how many beds you destroy in your sleep? He's like, so? He's like, what if I want to bring a girl over? That saves us more money because how many people have you killed in your bed when you're, when you, when you're in your sleep? He's like, hey, I'm the best at what I do. Sex murder? I'm like... <laughs> Because it's just like, yeah, how many times has Wolverine, like, stabbed somebody in the middle of the night because they're in the same bed together or just stab his bed in general? Like, Yeah. Um, it's like, <laughs> we spent thousands of dollars on mattresses alone for your room. Speaking of, uh, I guess, X-Men stuff, did you know Patrick Stewart lost 21 pounds for, for Logan? I can I can see that. Especially, like, if you watch if you watch the movie Green Room, which came out not too long ago, it's a really that good... Yeah. Um, and then watch Logan, and you can kind of see he looks a little bit more sickly or like sickly thin. Because mm. like in in Green Room, he looks pretty he looks pretty darn healthy. Because I don't know, have you seen that movie? I have no idea what it is. In my head, I just imagine that it's a movie with a green screen background the entire movie, so you can just fill in whatever background you want. No, it's a it's a movie about a bunch of musicians. Uh-huh. It's it's like they it's like a punk rock band, you know, and they're touring, but they get a show at a uh, neo Nazi skinhead club. Huh. And so and, they and they're like, well, jobs is job. They end up like witnessing a murder, but they, you know, the club owner locks them in the green room. Yeah. Huh. And like, you know, it's like if you come out, we'll kill you. Yeah. Like if you. And so they're kind of like trapped in there, trying to figure out what to do to get out of there. And like Patrick Stewart is the main bad guy in that one. And like it's like, nice. yeah, Whoa. he's the club owner. <laughs> that shit's intense. Yeah. Sounds pretty cool. Uh yeah. <laughs> Oh, I uh, I looked into the new anime this season uh-huh. because the uh, My Hero Academy season two is coming out on I think April first. A lot of stuffs coming out like right away this the, at the beginning of the month. Uh-huh. Um, on top of My Hero Academy, uh, Attack on Titan season two also comes out uh, April first. Mm. So there's there's two, there's two things to look forward to. So I was just looking through the list, uh, see if anything else was was good. Um, the series called Adam: uh, The Beginning. Is coming out, uh-huh. which I've I've read the manga for. Uh, it's pretty good. It's it's essentially a prequel to um, to Astro Boy. Oh, okay. And it's uh, it kind of explains the more of the backstory of the world itself. Oh, okay. You see, like I think it was like a big crisis that happened, like you know, like uh, times are changing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you see his his uh, his his dad, Quotation Marks, <laughs> and the other the other major scientists who helped make him. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, they're they're in college and it's they're in university and it's them kind of uh, coming up with their robot, and uh, it's pretty cool. And you get to see this this robot that's kind of a badass like like Astro Boy, mm-hmm. but he, he kind of has a cooler design because he's not supposed to be a kid. Uh-huh. He's just kind of like a like a very uh, kind of skeletal robot, not a lot because he's he's a prototype, so so he doesn't have like a you know he doesn't look he doesn't look human at all, you know. And that explains why they put guns in his butt. But you gotta have guns in the butt. Um, <laughs> I think they do actually. <laughs> I I remember something vaguely related to that being brought up. Um, but yeah, it's cool, and like I guess it's how he meets his his wife or whatever. Because I mean, he he had a kid, but you never see you never see the mom, <laughs> right? Yeah, Mr. Boy. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's kind of neat. Um, good character designs. It looks it has that kind of look that I like, where it's. It's modern art style, but intentionally doing the old art style also. Mm-hmm. You know, 
The character designs still look like the Astro Boy character designs. The guy has the huge nose and everything. Yeah. Um. And then we get into the... Oh, no, I'll save this one for last. <laughs> There's also another s- series coming out called, like, Waru Salesman New. Um, but this is exactly the kind of story that I like, so I'll, 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 I'm going to check into it. It's uh, basically... It follows a traveling salesman. It's... What is that other series called? You ever seen a Little Pet Shop of Horrors, the, the anime? I know of it. Okay, well, it's, it's basically that kind of... Uh, like idea yeah it's a it's a traveling salesman and each episode is like a different customer and then he deals in things that the customer uh the customer's heart desires uh-huh. and then once his deals are, are are made and their unhealthy desires are satisfied they're often left with basically terrible repercussions oh, as okay. a result of it especially if they break the rules of the deal which they pretty much always do hmm. you know so it's like, it's like that thing it's like uh you know don't feed them after midnight yeah uh, in some cases, literally, that's that's one of the things, and then they always end up doing it, and you you get to see the bad guy get his uh, comeuppance, mm-hmm. you know. Um, which I love, I love this kind of series. Um, then we get into the really weird ones. <laughs> uh, there's a series coming out called Love Kome, uh, K O M E, uh-huh. which apparently is uh, Japanese for rice. Mm. So it's it's we love rice. Th- this project anthropomorphizes rice. <laughs> Into schoolboys at the at the uh, Kuritsu Inahau Academy, which means Rice Ear Academy. Uh, five new rice-inspired students attempt to supplant bread as the popular green at their school. It's it's so weird, and also also if they're if they're rice, why do they want people to eat rice? <laughs> That's my question. Nah, because they live inside you and then explode out of you with more rice. <laughs> That's how they breathe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like aliens, but with rice. Uh, you know how rice do. <laughs> I like how there's literally no way you can convey that some somebody is rice. Like, <laughs> it's anthropomorphized rice. Really? How, how, how would you know? Can't you tell? Like, when one guy's got a streak of red in his hair. <laughs> it's uh. It's like that whole that that old myth about if you ask an undercover cop if they're a cop, they have to say yes. <laughs> Are, Are you, you a rice? rice person? Yes, I cannot no. lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, you throw soy sauce at them, and if it absorbs it, then <laughs> also I'm mad that there's no there's no brown skin character like a darker skin character. Yeah. Brown, brown rice, rice that's yeah. the easiest one. <laughs> Like, I assume the guy with the red streak is, is curry rice or something. I don't know. There's a guy with, uh, there's a guy with, like, egg in his hair. It's, like, it's, it's like, fried rice. <laughs> like, is is there a Mexican rice guy? <laughs> he's, like, no. <laughs> Just keeps, like, singing and whistling it, like, every single time you see him. Just walking by. <laughs> You don't find out that he's a rice boy until like halfway through the series. It's a big reveal. <laughs> he even talks, sings it. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll keep singing because my phone still appears to be ringing. Oh, uh, our friend Tony also showed me a. I guess the. I guess that game. I don't know if it came out yet, but that game is, is still continuing. Where you. It's a game with horse girls, and you race them, and also their idol singers. There's no part of that that doesn't make me want to punch someone. 
<laughs> we were discussing it, and I was just like, "Wait, so, so, so in, the, in this universe, is it supposed to be regular humans that are into this? That are into the idol singer horse girls, or is everyone horse people? And they're also so." <laughs> and uh, those people that fetishize the My Little Pony to the point where they had to make My Little Pony Equestria girls, and oh yeah. <laughs> it's a game for bronies. It's the brony world. And uh, he was like, "Well, that he's like, well, that assumes that there's there's people in that world that are like, man, I really wish I could fuck this horse. It's a good thing that there's anthropomorphized versions." And I was like, "What's well, this game is? <laughs> this game is is aimed towards people that are like, I sure wish I could fuck that horse." The problem is, I want to fuck this horse specifically. <laughs> I need a wide variety of horse girls t- to choose from. And they need to be cute and dancing. See any way I can get into it. <laughs> I need to hear them clip clop. <laughs> do, do they clip clop? <laughs> All I know is her name is Sugar Cube. And she, <laughs> and she likes peanut butter on her carrots. Uh, let's go into comics. <laughs> let's, just, let's just move on. <laughs> Um. Uh. Oh. Uh. The big thing is is we get we finally get to find out what uh what made uh Thor unworthy of his hammer. Huh. What uh I guess spoilers. I guess I'm just gonna go right into spoilers with this. Yeah. Spoilers. 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 Uh, the big reveal was that Nick Fury told him that uh I want to say his name is Gore. I never actually tried to pronounce it before. It's two R's. Okay. <laughs> He was called Gore, like the God Butcher. It was right. it was a big arc that the same the same writer also wrote, and uh, basically Nick Fury said Gore was right, oh. and because uh, Gore's whole thing was that he believed that uh, basically the universe mortals would be better off without gods, oh. that gods cause more problems than they solve, and they, I mean most of the gods in the Marvel universe only cause problems exclusively. <laughs> Thor is one of the only ones that that does the opposite. Yeah, um, but I guess. Basically, Thor was 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 worried about that it was true, I guess. And hearing somebody else say it, also a mortal say it, I yeah. think probably just made him made him believe it. It, yeah. it pushed him that little bit of an inch to where he believes in himself. Yeah, so I mean, it wasn't the best. Personally, I don't feel it was the best reveal. I still I, like that. I still like that other theory that I think you told me where it was like he just says uh, there is another, and that's why to the hammer, and th- yeah, and that's why Jane is able to hear what. What Mjolnir says, yeah, and like and like that that the hammer's like, oh shit, there's somebody here that can hear me. Well, yeah, fuck this can guy. Be better, <laughs> like yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't the best reveal, but it makes sense. You know, I feel like it would have been better if it had just been stated outright. Yeah, like if it had happened when it happened instead of us waiting all these months to find out what he said. Um, I think it would have been a better reveal. There was like literally no reason to hold it off except to, I guess, make people wonder. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and they introduced Gore a month later. No, he was he was already introduced. <laughs> His arc already had ended. Uh, this this happened after. It'd be weird if he knew the guy's name and before he was introduced. Well, I mean, like I, I figured, like it would be like a like you know an old um, Thor villain that no. we haven't seen in like months. And then no, no, it was like it was like the last arc before this happened. Uh, so. uh, okay, it was fairly recent. Okay, um, yeah, that, 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 but but it seemed like a long time ago now because it's been so long. Since yeah, that, that, ra- that raises further questions. Though. But uh, yeah. But uh, the other big thing that happened in this was that the whole, the whole point of the current arc of the unworthy Thor was that he was going to get the ultimate Thor's hammer, yeah, which had survived all the multiverse being destroyed. 
uh, and then brought back or whatever. Um, but basically, he was like, I still don't feel like I still I still agree with the with what he said. I don't feel like I, I can lift this right now. Yeah. He's like, and I'm sure there's somebody out there that's that's more worthy right now than me. So I, sh- I should just leave it. Like he just ends up leaving it. And at the very end, somebody just shows up and, and grabs it. So now there's going to be a third Thor. <laughs> this, remind, this reminds me too much of like there was a storyline I remember like years ago where where Mjolnir was just like like almost like a sword in the stone kind of thing. And everyone just kept trying to lift it. And like nobody knew. And then all of a sudden some guy just like comes in, grabs it, flies away with it. And it was like, who the hell was that? <laughs> like yeah, I feel like I remember that character. It was like it was like, it was like the '90s, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like one of those stupid like uh, extreme force Thor kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, he's a regular guy, and uh, but he's like super extreme. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but it's 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 kind of interesting. Okay, he's he calls himself the War Thor, this new one, mm-hmm. and it looks like like the picture we've seen of it looks like it's Odin. Ah, oh. which is weird. I'd I'd be I'd be laughing if he looked like John Hurt, and then like um. And then now we have three Thors. We have the tenth Thor, the eleventh Thor, and the War Thor uh, <laughs> fighting together because of the fiftieth anniversary of Thor. That's a Doctor Who reference. <laughs> uh, and then the fourth Thor comes in and talks to the <laughs> talks to talks to the eleventh Thor. <laughs> keep keep going. I want to see how long you can hold. No. Uh, <laughs> I forget what that painting was called, though. Oh uh, yeah. The, like the impossible something it's always impossible something isn't it no it was, it was it was like it was like gallifrey oh something. oh yeah it, it kept changing because they weren't sure what was the right name for it right yeah well it was, it was, it was like called. the same it was like the same three words but they weren't sure if it was in this order or like ah. like uh like gallifrey lives or or gallifrey lived or like something like that Mm. And it was just like so. Now the question is: is like you know, is Gallifrey still around or is it is it still dead? Or it's brother, it's still around. Uh, <laughs> it's in like a pocket dimension somewhere. It's like uh, what is it? Do you ever watch the Silver Surfer cartoon on the and on Fox like yeah. years ago? Which which to me is the worst character to give a children's Saturday morning cartoon show. It was well, the most depressing cartoon I had ever goddamn seen in my life. Well, it would work if they did the current run. The current run of Silver Surfer is essentially just Doctor Who. Well, yeah, well, because he looks it. It looks all fifties and shit. Yeah, like, but like, um, but like in the, the like the one that was on in the nineties was like was like I I I defied Galactus. I I'm gonna go back home and Galactus is like oh fuck you I hid your planet bitch and like he's like oh now didn't even I, destroy it just moved it. yeah and it's like it's like now now I gotta find where it is and it's like I will never find my love again oh woe is me I am Silver Surfer everyone hates me because I helped destroy their planets and no one wants Aww. to help me find mine like yeah um <laughs> by the way in the current run of the comics. His his love and his basically his planet showed up. Turns out they're like super racist. <laughs> uh, basically, they they believe their culture is like the pinnacle of culture. Wow. So they're just like let's just like supplant other people's cultures with our culture. You, you think your culture's it's just, it's just a planet of mean girls. Like yeah. Oh, you think your planet's so great? Wow. Who would have thought that would be art? Like. And uh, and basically he stood with Earth and he just in order to to stop them he basically had to eradicate his own culture entirely. Jeez. So his his his, his people have no culture now at all. Like they're all just wearing like white outfits because all their all their their outfits were like removed and made super plain and like 
You have you got nothing. I love. Uh, I always love. Did you ever, did you ever read uh, Green? Uh, not Green. Silver Surfer Requiem. No. It's a com- it's a comic book in the Marvel Knights universe. Ooh, I like those. Where Silver Surfer is dying. Well, at least in the beginning. The Marvel Knights got really weird as it went on. <laughs> like all the first run stuff was really great, and then it was just like. Yeah, Requiem is about Silver Surfer dying. Like, mm-hmm. he, like he goes to Reed Richards and finds out that that like his his silver is cracking basically, and it like basically the amount just of power. Some, just get some sealant. It's fine. The amount of power cosmic that Galactus gave him is running out, mm-hmm. and uh, like the the first issue is him with the Fantastic Four. The second issue is him with Spider Man because of course. Um, yeah. The third issue is the third issue is kind of cool because it's about these two planets at war, mm-hmm. and. Um, he meets both leaders, and both leaders are on the same ship. He's like, oh, "Why are you? What?" <laughs> like he's like, "If you're at war, why are you together?" He's like, "Because no one will destroy the ship, huh? Like no one would dare destroy the the, the ship that contains their leader. So if both of us are on the same ship, then no." He's like, oh, "He's like, oh, but you don't hate each other." He's like, "No, we actually don't really feel like the, the only reason why there's a war is so that way, like, because the war is what funds us, like, huh?" Like like the world like the, a war economy yeah exactly so like Silver Surfer's like can't stop the war and so Silver Surfer's like well that's stupid and he just destroys both like <laughs> both armies yeah and like and then in the end they both put up a statue of the surfer like in their on, on their respective planets because like him doing that stopped the end of the war all right <laughs> works out I guess yeah and then like the fourth issue is is him going to uh, his home planet to die and as he's dying. Um, he's starting to drip, mm-hmm. and uh, each drip of silver, like uh, it hits his girlfriend's hand and it like embeds in her, and they realize that like, dude. So every single person walks up to take a drop in their hand, and like so they'll all have a piece of the surfer with them forever. And then right before he dies, Galactus actually shows up to the services and it's like, oh, what the fuck? Nice. <laughs> Do you see that giant hockey stick-headed motherfucker up there? <laughs> Well, although they'll they'll probably see something else, but yeah, yeah, like uh, like when Squirrel Girl met him and uh, the the squirrel saw the giant squirrel wearing the Galactus <laughs> outfit. <laughs> well, but the thing is, like everybody else, they don't even see that. Mm. Like in uh, like I remember I read a comic where it was like essentially that everybody sees Galactus differently. Every culture sees Galactus differently. So it's like in one planet he's like a giant headed like demon. On like another planet he looks like a sun. On like another planet he's like you know whatever. It's just that on Earth he looks like um, like the, the, like hockey stick head. <laughs> <laughs> Good old hockey stick head. By the way, when you said uh, uh, Spider Man, because of course Spider Man. Yeah, I like how that's like a canon part of the Marvel universe now. Because like, I mean, originally it was just he would team up with everybody because he was so popular. It was just like there's still Spider Man in there. <laughs> Fucking put him on everything. He's, he's he's the Wolverine of our time. Yeah. <laughs> They, they say before Wolverine shows up, but um, uh, it's because Spider-Man's powers are a weird mix of science and magic. Or uh-huh. he's basically—it's a totem spirit, just like Black Panther, right? But he also is a scientist, and and the radioactive thing is something that happened, even though it wasn't supposed to, right? Um, so that's why he's not full on like Man Spider, like weird. He's not—he's not the uh, the other, yeah. Um. And he's always kind of like you know at war between the two sides, but part of the myth, uh, mystical side is that he's he's connected to the web of life, mm. which is uh, essentially like the nexus of all realities kind of thing, and it connects 
it connects him to to other realities and also it connects him to um to basically everybody that's important in the Marvel universe. Uh-huh. So that's why he's always in everybody's shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also why uh, it's also uh, how his uh, spider sense works. His spider sense doesn't see the future; it sees the possibilities of things that could happen oh. because of all the all the multiverse things that he's connected to. Kind of like uh, Garnet. Yeah, yeah. So he's he sees all the possibilities. His spider sense automatically sees the possibilities of like he can, he can get shot if he does this, you know. Yeah. So don't do that. <laughs> um, and one of the things that I always liked about it is that they they basically hinted several times that he. You gotta keep Spider-Man happy. <laughs> like he can be sad, but he can't be. He can't become like the black suit Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, because they said that there, like there are realities where that happens. Like they show him, you know. Yeah. And it just it just kind of <laughs> it like uh, it like Snyderizes the universe. <laughs> like <laughs> it uh, it's it's just like well shit. There goes all the color out of the universe because. <laughs> He's like connected to everything. Yeah. So if, if he becomes like this hard this hard line person that kills people and is like like don't 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 talk to me. I'm in the emo music and like whatever. That it kind of spreads to everyone around him and eventually to the, the entire universe that wow. he's in. And that universe becomes kind of a darker place. I like too in that in that uh, Silver Server comic there's a part where um the very beginning Spider-Man's trying to figure out what to get like Mary Jane for their anniversary. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, at the end of the comic, he's like, "Could you do me a favor?" He's like, "Well, yeah, sure." And um, he brings Mary Jane to the surfer, and the surfer takes her out into space on the board for like about an hour. She comes back, and she's like, "Oh man!" <laughs> right? And, and Spider-Man's like, "What'd you see?" He's literally he, like, and then like one of those little thought bubbles comes up. It took her a month for her. To put into words, damn, the kind of things that she saw, <laughs> like, because like, cause, awesome. like, it's, it's like with with the surfer board, it's like literally like you have an entire window to space that, with with just maybe like three feet's width of not even that, like maybe two fifths we two feet's width of space at your feet that you can't see and everything else is like an open window to you. And it's yeah. like to be able to like, like I said, to put into words what you saw, what, what, what kind of imagery that you, you were privy to. And she was, she was with them for how long? For like maybe like an hour. Like that could be like, he could go anywhere in the universe in an hour probably. <laughs> so it's like, so it's like, I'm like, and then basically it's like the best freaking anniversary gift he could it should do that thing where, where he, he has her so what did you see it just cuts to a, a space odyssey with the, the, uh, all the colors <laughs> like she sees herself dying in a bed while the monolith is <laughs> best anniversary <laughs> <laughs> right. oh man I miss, I miss married uh, married life uh, Peter and Mary Jane I have like two comics where like for some reason like the like Mary Jane is in both of them, and for some reason they just put her in underpants in both. Because <laughs> it's like it's like both times he sees Mary Jane, it's like the middle of the night, and when something happened, uh. she's like, "Peter, what's going on?" And like her robe is like open. I'm like, "What the hell kind of like?" <laughs> 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 like it's like late '80s, early '90s yeah. Spider-Man. So it's like <laughs> you're out being Spider-Man, and you could be here with this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like like she runs out, and she's like, "Peter, what's gone? What's wrong?" And I'm like, "Oh." Man, she's wearing like a black negligee in this thing. And then the next issue I read, it's like, 
Man, she's wearing like a pink negligee. <laughs> <laughs> she's just going about her day. And then it's like, and then it's like, like I said, it's like late eighties, early nineties. So Mary Jane has that big poof of hair. Yeah, not not like the the straight red that we're used to seeing, but like the Peggy Bundy bouffant kind of thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Um, she's gonna be. They're doing a bunch of uh, Mary Jane covers of like every comic uh-huh. that the Marvel's doing. And it's like, why? Is, is something happening with Mary Jane that we should know about? Because they're not doing anything with her right now. Like, at all. Well, maybe it has to do with the Venom thing. Maybe. I don't, I don't Cause know. Because, like, cause like, what is it? This this past week when we went to Frankenstein's, I mean, how many issues of Venomized uh, covers did we see? Yeah. But, but but that makes sense because we know about the Venom event. Yeah. But so far, uh, Mary Jane isn't doing anything. And, like, I think even I think the people writing Spider-Man right now were like... Yeah, they're not gonna get back together because <laughs> like they they would try to. There's always fans that want them to get back together. Yeah, and um, I don't know. It's just weird because like, because because right now she's working for Tony Stark. Yeah, but Tony Stark's dead, yeah. and like, you don't see her at all. <laughs> she is Tony Stark. And even even when he was around, she was just basically another another uh, another Pepper Potts. Yeah. So it was like we don't know what to do with this character <laughs> at all. Um. Then put her back with Spider-Man. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, if you don't know what to do with a character, and everyone's like, oh, put him back together. And you're like, oh, we're not going to put him back together. It's like, oh, well, but we don't know what to do with this character. It's like, fucking do what they say. <laughs> like, this is like, this is like being a wrestling fan. Yeah. And, like, you're like, the best course of action is to give this guy the belt. And then you're like, oh, nope, we gave it to this guy because that's who the boss wants to put it on. It's like, oh, no. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's annoying, but but at least we have Spider Man, uh, uh, Spider Man, um, renew your vows because that is really good right now. Yeah, like I love um, going back to what I was saying with the wrestling fan thing. It was like, oh, um, there was one time when WWE literally did something just to fuck with the fans. Uh, they had Daniel Bryan. Uh, everybody wanted him to win the the Royal Rumble, and in fact, the year that he wasn't in the Royal Rumble, everyone wanted to riot. Everyone hated Rey Mysterio because he was number 30 and everyone wanted Daniel Bryan to come in. Mm-hmm. But then seeing Rey Mysterio was 30, it's like, oh, well, then Daniel Bryan's not going to be in the Royal Rumble. So they just booed him mercilessly just because he was number 30. But then the year he was in the Royal Rumble, uh, he comes in and he's fighting. He's doing his stuff, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then he loses. He gets thrown out. And everyone's like, boo! Like everyone's like, oh no! And and then the wrestler that immediately comes out next is Goldust. Now, if you don't know Goldust, when he comes out, um, his his Titantron video it opens up with the words "Shattered Dreams Productions." Oh. <laughs> so Daniel Bryan gets eliminated, and immediately "Shattered Dreams" pops up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> It's like they perp- they did that on purpose. There's no way uh, that that was coincidental. That's just mean. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I was just gonna say, um, Spider Man, I'm renew your vows. <laughs> the, uh, the, <laughs> the the villain of the series appears to be uh, another Osborn, and it's uh-huh. the son of of um, Gwen uh, Stacy. No, it's just God. It's, just, it's the son of Norman's son. Oh, okay. It's, oh, Harry's. Yeah, kid. it's Harry's son, and he's like ten years old, but he's in charge of the company because apparently his dad left it to him when he died. So he's like this this little man in a suit. 
the <laughs> boss baby. Basically, and he's like he's like uncomfortably into uh, 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 Peter and Mary Jane's daughter. <laughs> he's like he straight up says because he actually captures um, like Peter has a drone that he's using to take his pictures now. Uh-huh. He's like it's way better than what I used to do. <laughs> yeah, and um, and he and he basically captures it. And he's like, so I'm taking apart, find out, you know, where the parts come from and whatever. And then uh, he's like, also, if you get any pictures, if there's any pictures of the of the young girl on there, I'll send them directly to me. <laughs> Which is really creepy. It's just like, you just imagine him like, oh, yeah. All for Silas. All for Silas. It makes you think of, um, it's like little Gideon. Little Gideon. Also, also his his daughter also, also I think, is interested in him because she goes, he's kind of cute. He's just like, no. <laughs> Peter's like, no dating possible supervillains. <laughs> That's the first thing they teach you. <laughs> I had to deal with a black cat for years. You have any idea how much I wanted to sleep with that girl? Oh, no, he slept with her. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah, I know. Uh, um, I'm just saying, do you know how much I wanted to? That's true. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> Wanted to what I did. Uh, to quote uh, Bill Dotrieff, both of them. <laughs> God. I mean, yeah, but still. Uh, <laughs> um, I bring this up one more time because I, I feel like I bring it up every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Is there any supervillain that doesn't know where Batman's Batcave is? <laughs> <laughs> Who found it this time? Well, this latest episode was uh, uh, Ra's al Ghul going into the Batcave. Well, which, Ra's always knew. Which makes Ra- sense. Ra- Ra's always knew. Yeah, but is there anybody that does it? <laughs> keeps happening every couple of issues it's like every three to four issues there's a super villain in, in the back cave because i remember the first episode of batman the animated series that had rachel ghoul in it was mm-hmm. him showing up in the back cave because somebody had kidnapped talia mm. well they th- he set it up but yeah so so let's just do a list here so, because so, i know you love my daughter detective so uh uh raza ghoul mm-hmm. uh joker mm-hmm. uh bane well one of the jokers yeah uh bane mm-hmm uh who else i feel like there's definitely more <laughs> um hush hush um oh the uh what are those guys called the talents oh, okay the, the, talents the, 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 the court of owls court of owls yeah the court of owls know where it is um like honestly i feel like the only ones that don't know for some reason are the smartest ones like <laughs> i think riddler something like riddler and and um and oh uh dr uh hugo, uh, hugo strange, strange. it's like probably the 22 that don't for some odd reason because they always have like, this weird blind spot even though i think like they both know that bruce wayne is batman but they just can't but they don't that connection. know where the bat cave is like it's weird right I don't get it, but uh, I, I always loved when the Riddler found like the way the way Batman like basically fucked with the Riddler after he found out because he's like oh, he's like, like he's like oh, I'll tell everybody he's like no you won't like, you talking about it? of course I will he's like oh, oh really what does it mean when an elephant sits on your fence uh, what time is it when an elephant sits on your fence it's time to get a new fence everyone knows that exactly so what fun is a riddle if everyone knows the answer to it and the Riddler's just like. God damn it, you're right. Like, <laughs> you son of a... You're playing into my psychosis, you bitch. <laughs> exactly. He's like, no, you're not going to tell anybody because by your own psychosis, you wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> it's just mean. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, I, I caught up on some of the Green Lantern stuff that's been going on. Uh-huh. Space cabbies in there? Yeah. 
New 52 Space Cabby is just Han Solo, basically, with a robot leg. <laughs> yeah, he told them, he told, he was telling them where all the, the Sinestro Corps members were. And, um, and, uh, and what was it? And Kyle lost his white ranger powers. <laughs> white ranger? <laughs> white power. power. <laughs> no, we're not yeah, doing that. Yeah, he, had uh, the, he had the white, he had the white lantern power, the power of life. And, uh, I feel like that's another, uh, Another example of a writer just not knowing what to do with it, so they just like ask who is get rid of it. Yeah, they had it. Yeah, they had him. Um, they had him lose. Uh, like basically, he was going to use his power to resurrect something. I want to say they wanted him to resurrect the Blue Lantern Corps yeah, again. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Because even he was like, "So what am I doing exactly?" Yeah. Like, and like Saint Walker just just touch my face. They wanted to bring back the entire, uh, you know, uh, Blue Lantern Corps, and apparently like something got in the way. Yeah. Something interfered. Yeah, something more powerful than they were. Like, it split off all of his rings. Yeah, but, like, the writers never knew what to do with the white. With the white. Um, like, he, he he was barely in the comics, and when he was, he like it always seemed like they were like, well, what is the power set? What makes this different from him having all the rings? Yeah. Uh, and and in that case, if it was only abilities having all the rings, what's the difference between him and the, isn't the purple ones that also do that? The indigo. Yeah, the indigo ones also can do that. So it's like, so what, what makes him unique? Well, his life powers. We can't just have him bringing people back to life all the time. Yeah. So what do we do with him? Yeah. So then they just basically made it that he lost all of his power, and it's funny because like all the like, even though it made separate rings, mm-hmm. everything now went looking for new sentient whatever. Like the the rings didn't just disappear. Yeah, they all found new new owners. So that means a we're getting a second blue lantern. B we might be getting a second orange lantern. Oh God, is that I didn't, I didn't think about that one. And then, and then also another of each of the other rings. So it's like the orange one, though. Yeah, um, I still liked it when what's his face uh, when Larflees beat the crap out of Lex Luthor. Because <laughs> in Blackest Night, like uh, they pointed out that Green Lantern rings have the ability to deputize anybody, mm-hmm. so they can make another ring to like go to anybody to be like you know, uh, you can help me out, and um, <laughs> and they're like, oh, we think that power works for everybody. So they they did it with everybody, and like you know, a fear one went to Scarecrow. Uh, like you know, uh, the blue one went to Flash. Oh, that's right. I think Flash might be getting the blue. Oh, that's true. He, there was a, there was a scene where he was like, like everyone's like a what? Reacting and to like it. you see like the blue emanate off of off of Barry. And, but yeah, I just like I was like, and then the, an orange one went to Lex Luthor, and he starts fighting with it, and also and Lefley's like, no, I'm the only one that should have this ability, and like. And like after Lex like fights off some guys, Larfley just knocks him out and he's like, Oh keep your guy. <laughs> Takes the ring back. That's that's Larfley's for you. Um Oh yeah, by the way, so so you caught up on the Green Lantern stuff too? Well I just had I my dad my dad goes to comic book shops every week mostly to show off his more expensive comics. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got a pretty crazy collection, right? Yeah. Uh and then um and uh, and every once in a while he'll buy me an issue. Like he'll he tends to buy either uh, an epi- an issue of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers meets Justice League, mm-hmm. or um, or Green Lantern or Green Lantern. And like I just read the recent Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns, and so I saw Space Cabby and the and and Kyle becoming his crab mask wearing. Uh, <laughs> that's what they call it. Mask. That's what they called it. It's called the crab mask. And then, and then I always liked his gloves too. Like the he just, he, the, the weird gauntlet things he has. Yeah, yeah. I always like those things. It always feels like he should be shooting his green energy out of those. Yeah, like uh, space like, ghost, like soccer. <laughs> I was going space ghost, but all right. 
Uh-huh. Space Ghost Green Lantern coming soon. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I know. We talked about it last week. Yeah, it really is. Um, but, um, so did you see when uh, uh, Romat Rue, the fin-headed Green Lantern, he yeah. killed that guy? Oh yeah, yeah, and the ring, like they're basically saying like you know we got to find him and all this stuff. Yeah, and he's just, we're not telling anybody about this, right? Because yeah. he's like supposed to be the greatest serial killer, like the most prolific serial killer in the universe. Yeah, so he just straight up murdered him, and I was just like, I like that, <laughs> but, but I'm also wondering, do you think that mean that's trying to hint that the the green lanterns and yellow lanterns working together might actually corrupt the green lanterns a little bit instead yeah. of the other way around? Yeah, it's kind of interesting because his ring is just floating. There. Shut up. <laughs> is there no way to destroy uh, rings? How do you destroy rings? Um, it, it seems like an endless struggle if you just keep collecting them and they get free and there's make a, more. There's a, there's a code word, but it makes them explode. Oh, right, because uh, what's-his-name has it, yeah. When uh, when Sinestro fought Mongol. Yeah. And Mongol's like, I am the new leader of the Sinestro Corps. And like Sinestro's like, no, you're not. <laughs> so, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, of course you're not. You fucking call the Sin- you fucking call the Sinestro Corps the Sinestro Corps. If you're the leader of them, you call it the Mongol Corps, you idiot. Maybe a better name than the, like the Mongol something with an M. The Mongol Knights, Mongol Mites, <laughs> Mongol Merit, the Mighty Mongols, the Mighty Morphin Mongol Rangers. Um, and um, and yeah, and then uh, and then. Sinestro like basically tapped all the fingers, all, all the rings that he because he had like ten yellow rings on his fingers. So like Sinestro just taps all of them and like says like a like a like a, a kill switch mm-hmm. and blows them all up. And like, he's like ah, his hands are like completely destroyed now because um, he's like you think I honestly would come into this without having a, a failsafe to these things like oh uh, Superman Rebirth is basically happened. Oh. Um, Essentially, like I said, the, the story was happening where it was the the two Superman. Yeah, they basically fused the the two Loises and the two Superman fused. They they had to make out. Make out. So, <laughs> Superman's costume is now a combination of the two. So uh, he's got underwear on one half and no underwear <laughs> on the other. No, because it was the uh, he didn't have underwear even on his old costume either oh, yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. wearing it now. But yeah, like he didn't have boots on one of them, and now he has boots again. But they're kind of like they're like shorter. I don't know. I don't know how to explain He's it. He's got Peter Pan shoes now. <laughs> but um, but the big takeaway is that now John had a whole life on Earth, I guess, because uh-huh. originally he was born in like you know before when, when they were trapped in a bubble and a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Now now they 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 legitimately had the baby. Like he has like memories of like uh, or like they have memories of like uh. The Daily Planet bringing him over and like all the you know, they're all like oh you know yeah, so they, they they've had a whole life now so now it's not uh it's not awkward for Lois to work <laughs> work at the Daily Planet um pretending to be the other Lois, so uh yeah Did, the, didn't we see you blow up? <laughs> no no that wasn't me you crazy. <laughs> uh well they didn't know it was her it was a, a Superwoman. <laughs> I mean it still looked like her so you think they would have <laughs> noticed but. Uh, but I mean, they don't even notice that Superman is Superman, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, I, lo- I loved. I was reading this thing where it's like somebody said, "He's like, well, well, even if you go to the Wikipedia and you look up Superman, it doesn't say that, all, that he's Clark Kent. It says that he is Kal El, and that his home me am Kal El, and that his home base is the Fortress of Solitude. So it's like, uh, like just imagine some like new intern at at the Daily Planet, like he's like, oh, and this is Clark Kent. He's like, hey, he looks like Superman, and Clark Kent goes." 
uh, now I gotta kill another one. It's like, it's like <laughs> sit down, Clark. Like, like basically, uh, Clark is a dick at work yeah. with the new interns who think he's Superman because just because he looks like it. And it's like one of those things where like everybody else is like, don't, don't, don't feed do into this it. again. Yeah, Come on. Like, like you tell Clark to like shut up, and you're also telling the kid like don't feed into that. He he loves the comparisons and stuff like that. And that how Lex Luthor even once, like somebody somebody had all of the evidence that genuinely proved that Superman is Clark Kent. He's like, oh, he has his own ice temple to himself why would he be living in a one-bedroom apartment in metropolis don't be stupid like well it's because lex always thinks that the superman is like this this like holier than thou uh i'm the best i'm like you know yeah always lowering it over people like his his idea of superman isn't compatible with with clark kent at all which is which exactly which is like how people are with clark kent it's like it's like that that's half of the thing is the whole idea that that clark kent is mild-mannered and it's like and it's like that—that's not Superman at all. Superman is bombastic, larger than life kind of thing, and, and and that's not Clark Kent at all. Like, like it's not even—it's not even that whole I wear like three sweatshirts to make me look fatter kind of thing. It's the—it's actually just like that. This 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 guy's too much of a loser to be that guy. <laughs> okay, the last thing I want to bring up. Um, okay, I don't—I I don't even know what comic this happens in, or if it has happened yet, but I keep hearing about it. And I'm not sure. Okay, uh, so we talked about the big reveal for the, the latest big reveal for uh, the Captain America storyline that's happening. Oh, that he's Hydra. Well, that no, <laughs> that, that, that that happened a long time ago. Yeah. But like the you know the, the big Marvel wide event that's happened is going to happen is uh, the Secret Empire. Yeah. And apparently, one of the big reveals that came out of it is that uh, although everything that we know about Captain America did happen, like all him being a good guy for all these years. He also was always kind of a bad guy. Like it's not, it's not as easy as like uh, she she rewrote his memories mm-hmm. and what I got. It's actually weirder than that. Um, essentially, okay. Because at first it was like, oh, she just rewrote his memories to make him think that he he had this whole life. But then now uh, over time, um, more characters are starting to remember these things. Uh-huh. Like he's actually like friends with uh, with Baron Zemo right now and stuff. Because Baron Zemo also remembers their, their time together as kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's that's weird, right? And it's like, well, is she just rewriting like reality so that it 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 aligns with what he remembers? Um, and she kind of is, but then, the, okay, essentially the big reveal was that in the Marvel universe, uh, the Allies used the Cosmic Cube to win World War Two. Oh. So, so we weren't supposed to win, <laughs> basically. And the original, the, the the memories he has are his original memories. Oh shit! Where he was part of Hydra, and then they used the Cosmic Cube to win the war. And p- part of the bi- uh, part of the thing that happened with that was it made Captain America a good guy because he was necessary, I guess, to win the war. So it made it so that he was never Hydra, but he was originally Hydra. So essentially, she didn't change Captain America. She, changed she just him brought back. him back to what his original thing was. Yeah. And I guess uh, in in doing so, she's basically just undoing all the things that she did so that we won the war. So it's changing other things too. And yeah, huh. I'm guessing that's why it's so easy for the Secret Empire event to happen when it when it happens. Yeah. And uh, and then the event after that is Generations, which is going to be real interesting because uh, because Generations is is about bringing back all the old heroes, including the original Captain America, I guess. So I, we're not sure what's going to happen with that because. Um, when asked about it, the writer said, "No, we're we're legitimately bringing these characters back. It's not going to be a one-off." But uh, 
and we can't explain how we're doing it or, or what's really going to happen with this. But because we haven't figured that out yet, <laughs> but some some stuff's going to go down, and it's it's just really strange. And I'm like, is it, is it going to be is it going to stay like this? Like, what's going to happen? Because it's like everybody's coming back. Because like old school Thor, um, freaking Phoenix is coming back to hang out with with young Jean Grey. Uh, regular Wolverine. And we already have old man Wolverine, uh, old man Logan. We we already have old man Logan. We have we have Laura as Wolverine, and we also have an old uh, somebody that we think that the current theory is that it's going to be Ultimate uh, Wolverine, uh, Ultimate Wolverine's son, because huh. there's a there's a new Wolverine showing up in another, in another comic with kids, huh. and he has claws, but he kind of looks different. And at first, people were thinking it was going to be his son, uh, yeah, who, who died. But then other people were like, no, no, his his, his outfit, and they, they they basically point back to the Ultimate Universe, and he has a son in that, and it looks like him. Uh, so so that would be like freaking four Wolverines, <laughs> and Saber Tooth is still around. So I mean, that's he's kind of a Wolverine. <laughs> I'll be good. Um, uh, but yeah, so I don't know what's going on with generations. It's, it should be interesting. Robot Human Torch. Uh, <laughs> Cut Submariner because he's dead. Is he dead now? I don't even know what's happening with him anymore. Well, didn't didn't Hyperion kill him or some of that? Hyperion killed them, but then they went back in time with some shit, and I think they were going to bring him back, maybe, and then I completely lost track of that run. Well, the point is, Submariner will, will be there. Because <laughs> um, if he's not I saw, dead... I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure that the robotic human torch never died, so he's still around. No, he was buried for a while. He's still if, around, though. Okay, because there, there was an old-ass... like I, I don't know if you ever saw that NerdSync video where they talked about... Um, how the vision came to be. Yeah, and it's this long, convoluted story. Like it's origi- weird. Originally, the vision's body was the original human torch's body, but then they found out that the human torch's original body is still buried in its cemetery yeah. plot. And it, and it, but then it turned out that the old doctor that had made him actually and, it, and his his mind comes from like Wonder Man or something, right? Yeah, and it's just like it was like all of this weird ass shit like put together. But they they the the old human torch was in fact dead and buried for a long ass time. Yeah, he's still around now though because there was a whole storyline with uh, basically AI where like making their own city, their own culture, uh-huh. and they brought him in because they considered him the first. Oh, okay. They were like he he was the first AI, like the first legitimate um, artificial intelligence. I got yeah. All right, we good. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll always know that uh, we record here at Undercity Comics off of Philadelphia and Greenleaf here in Uptown Whittier. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us at podcastprocrastination at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us at procrastpodcast. Um, for this week's episode, this is Isaiah. This is Dan. And this is Ed saying good, <laughs> goodbye and good luck.